Welcome to the BWFA Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast series brought to you by Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. This podcast is informational and not a specific recommendation. Please consult with your financial advisor. Thank you for listening. This is Sandy Horner, Managing Director, Wealth Management at Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. Today I'm having a conversation with my colleague, Managing Director of Business Services, Brian McMillan. Brian's our M&A expert, that's mergers and acquisition, if you're not familiar, here at BWFA. And today I wanted to talk to Brian a little bit about selling my business. So hypothetically speaking, Brian, let's assume I have a business for sale. My first question to you is, who's gonna buy my business and, and what kind of options are out there for me? Absolutely, Sandy. It's definitely one of the uh, biggest questions that um, I receive when speaking to business owners in the early stages of the process, uh, along with how much is my business worth, um, who is going to buy it, um, is certainly another big question as well. So there are numerous options out there when you're thinking about selling your business, and a lot of it comes down to how much you've planned, um, who's currently in the business, the size of your business. Um, a lot of folks, uh, business owners, small to lower middle market uh, business owners, um, would love to sell it to a family member. Um, a lot of business owners would love to sell it to their management team or a specific uh, employee within the business. Maybe it's a COO or a salesperson that they've had on board for a long time. Um, many business owners that come to me are not in a situation where they have anybody that can take over. So they don't have a family member that they've been grooming to, to take over the business. They don't have a specific employee or a group of employees that they think can really come in and, and do what they've done and really take the business to that next level. So in that scenario, uh, we need to go out and find uh, particular buyers. Um, and when we go out to find buyers, they can come in different forms as well. Um, there are frequently uh, companies within their space that may be doing the same type of work but are, but are in a dif different region. So you know, if your firm is based in uh, the Baltimore, Washington metro area and you're doing civil engineering, for example, um, and there is a uh, another uh, mid to large size civil engineering firm in Philadelphia um, that wants to come down into the Baltimore Washington metro area. That could be a good acquirer. Um, there there may be some other folks in your same territory. Uh, there may be some other companies that have similar services to what you're providing, but not quite the same, um, and they want to come in and acquire. So that would be a, a third party acquirer. Um, a competitor, somebody in the same space, and you know, on top of that, there are then financial buyers. Um, so private equity firms. Everybody in in the business world hears about private equity firms. Um, these are financial buyers that own numerous companies. A lot of times, they specialize in certain industries. Um, they may already have what they call a platform company. So another firm like yours that's larger. Um, and then they come in and acquire more and more firms in that space, um, similar to a roll-up um, is the, you know, one of the terms that, that folks hear all the time. So there are numerous options available to business owners. Really, 
It's just a matter of figuring out what you want for your business um, and then going down those paths, discussing those paths with experts in the M&A field to see what makes the most sense for your particular business. So it occurs to me like almost everything in life, uh, prior planning is key here. Um, is it safe for me to assume that generally speaking, because I realize every deal is probably unique, but is it, generally speaking, safe to say that, you know, if you have a current staff member, whether it's a COO or a business development person, or maybe it's just a group of staff employees that are interested in buying your company, but if you have another family member, if you have an existing uh, employee or something like that, it's probably going to be an easier process than if you're going out into the general market and you have to search for an outside buyer. Is that? That is a safe assessment. So yeah. there, there are pros and cons to both, of course. You know, one of the one of the main aspects that I like to point out to business owners, if they are considering selling to a family member or an employee, um, there are really two main considerations there. One, you want to make sure that they are competent enough professionally in order to come in and run the business. For example, if you have a company that has 100 employees, um, you don't want to sell it to your goofy cousin that may come in and run everything into the ground. Those employees and their families are relying on that work. Um, so you really need to, to think to yourself, can this person take over this business and continue to run it the way I've run it and be successful. So that's that's key. Um, the second point is uh, financials. You know, a lot of times family members and employees may not have the financial wherewithal uh, to come in and, and buy your business for its true value. Um, so you need to take those things into consideration. Some, bi some business owners are in a situation where they don't need to get premium value for their business. They've saved money, they have money, uh, they're fine for their retirement, and you know the top dollar is not what they're after. Um, they're after what's best for their employees, which is tremendous. You know, and that's an excellent point, Brian, as this kind of spills over into the personal or individual or family wealth management. Uh, you know, that's another thing that we often see when we work with business owners that are selling a business, which is they may be really working overtime to sell their business, let's just say for three million, because they think they've got to get three million. But when we run the numbers for them, they can actually see, wow, you know, if I got two million, I'd be in great shape and comfortable to retire and I can, you know, buy that cabin at the lake and I can buy my boat and I can travel and take care of my kids and spoil my great, you know, everything they want to do, they can do on selling the business for two. Yet for a year or longer, maybe they've been killing themselves to sell it for three. Um, it gives them a fresh perspective, like, gee, maybe I need to lower my expectations and get this stress off of my shoulders and on, onto somebody <laughs> else's shoulders. Absolutely, yeah, and, and that's really the reason that I joined BWFA over 10 years ago. I, I had seen in my uh, career uh, so many business owners that hadn't done individual planning 
um, prior to going into the M&A process. And it, it does play such a crucial role. When you, when you have that personal financial plan and understand what you need from the sale of your business, not what your friend thinks you should get or not what you want, um, what you need to sell your business for. Having that financial plan in place is so crucial. It allows you to make much better decisions as you go forward. Can I afford to sell it to my employee? Can I afford to sell it to a family member? Do I need to go out um, and sell it to a uh, another, not necessarily a competitor, um, but a strategic acquirer? Um, should I sell 60% uh, of my company right now to a private equity company and continue to run it for another three years and then uh, sell the remaining 40% in another tranche? So mm -hmm. understanding that personal financial side allows you to make decisions around everything when it comes to M&A. You know, Brian, like everything else, uh, information is critically important and planning ahead is critically important. Folks, I want to thank you for listening. Brian, thank you for being here today. There will be more M&A podcasts forthcoming. Thank you, Sandy. As always, if you are considering any of the concepts expressed in this podcast, we encourage you to seek guidance from your financial advisors. And if you're looking for some help in that area, BWFA has advisors available to meet with you on a complimentary and no obligation basis. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for listening. For questions, more information, or to schedule a conversation, please contact Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. Past performance is no measure or guarantee of future returns. Investing in securities involves risk, including the risk of principal. The securities and services mentioned here may not be suitable for every investor. You should discuss these with your advisor prior to making a final determination based on your risk tolerance, your investment objectives, and your financial situation. Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor.